there's a few questions that might be related. difference between identification with the body is dukkha and being with the body or embodiment. You mentioned splitting. Could you explain a bit more? Discussing embodiment, you have mostly talked about being more aware of our bodies developing somatic sense, but you've made a couple of comments suggest the way we hold and move our bodies can impact the nature of our minds. Can you please talk more about that? Regarding deep listening, do you have any thoughts about exercise or meditations to help improve deep listening? So, well, Identification with the body is dukkha. This is a translation which subsequently I think we have a version of the chanting book. There's a more up-to-date version. Um, so you can now complain about being ripped off with old-fashioned chanting. <laughs> <laughs> They're out of date. <laughs> Now, so the Pali, it's always difficult to translate things, really. But the Rupa Rupudana Kanga is literally uh, Upadana, or the, the clinging, it's called the clinging aggregate of form. Mm-hmm. Clinging aggregate of form is Dukkha. So it's an interesting, often the Pali doesn't quite work the way the English does. So, Psychologically, it mounts identification with the body is not bad as an immediate um, all that, but it means something more than that. We look at identification with the body; it generally means we identify identify with the, the visual appearance of it, probably, yeah. and that's to do with. Uh, how being seen, being seen as a, one of our, uh, you know, experience, experiences that comes with the body, you have a sense of self-consciousness around the body, you know, it just comes with it. Cause, and so therefore, generally people, you know, do things to their bodies to sort of attract the right kind of attention and not attract the wrong kind of attention. So that seems to be where I live, and that's where you know people target that. So that's one aspect of it. Um, we might say the outward appearance. And so there can be various uh, stress involved with that. They can the continuing need to keep up a good appearance, in terms of just physicality, but also a good. Um, uh, you want to look. Your body tends to also be a representation of your your mood, your style. If you're looking cool, composed, at ease, relaxed, that's good. 
looking, you know, not weeping or looking, you know, then that's not good. Um, so people tend to want to look a certain way that so that affects their ability to express themselves or to to, to allow feeling to roll through. Animals don't have any problem with that. They just snarl and whine and whatever. But socially that's not not okay. Um, so there's also it does hinder one's expressiveness um, or allowing emotions to, to rise to the surface. Mm. Really, in a way, they, so no, it's not necessarily have to go around you know broadcasting everything we're feeling, but there's a sense in which we don't e- we don't even allow ourselves to feel it because it comes to the surface in a certain or it's not it doesn't feel too good. It starts to come into the body. Emotions happen in the body because that's where they begin. They begin with particular impact impressions of, uh, you know, interest, inclination, or pulling away aversion, or uncertainty, fear. So they begin with these fundamental triggering in the body, and they start, and the, they come into the mind, takes those up. To, to keep giving that that signal, keep broadcasting that signal so we'll act upon it. And the body doesn't remember in that way. So it gets it. So we, it the emotion ramps it up to perceptions. And so that we'll also, with that emotion, we'll tend to ident- or associate that emotion with a particular event that caused it, we think caused it. Such as that person or that thing or the thing that happened that didn't happen, yeah. So therefore we know that or that's he's the he's the bad guy, or she's the nice person. So it's, that way there's a kind of learning, even though learning isn't necessarily accurate. Mm. So this sense of the you know, how the body seems or is seen, or we imagine it will be seen has a big effect. Um, but even more so than that, we upadana kanda means we that there's a there's a, a contraction around the bodily experience, tightening with regard to it. Either you know something wants to hold it, or something wants to get away from it, blocking it, or or going into it. So it could be I am other than this, or I am in this so a certain ceiling process and a kind of contracting process. But this happens with all, all form. Form tends to attract attention to, to hold it or to reject it, just purely on the basis of form. Because it gives the idea that that's substance, that's a real thing, it's actually a shape. Form is dynamic, like everything else. Um, it's, it's it's changing, but it gives some sense of that's a, that's a definite thing there that will be there. Therefore, you know, we tend to hold form, and you look at um, possessions. We tend to own things, hold things, arrange things in a particular way. Ah, oh, now I feel okay because this, 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 this. You know, gives us a location we feel familiar with. 
Mm. So now that that's the that's the characteristic experience and so identification with the body or identification with form or grasping at form, contracting around form, and there's being with, now contracting around form has a particular intensity to it. Uh, so <coughs> intensity, holding or being held by or certain intensification of form, form seems like that. And Around that, there's a whole lot of agitation starts to occur, because in that in the upadana, what, what begins to happen is a splitting begins to occur. Mm-hmm. That is contracted, and then something splits off from that. And this, what splits off from that is a sense of I am, mm-hmm. uh, because I am that form, I am that body. Now that may not seem like it's split off, because we're saying the funny thing is that usually if I'm really holding it, I would be unified with it, because I'm holding it. No, because as long as you're holding it, you are that which holds, and it's that which is being held. So there's some kind of split between that which holds and that which is being held. So there's a division. So normal that perhaps we don't recognize it as being split, because it's really just that. But then from there, the I am tends to split off with holding this and I want it to be another way or I want it to be this way or I want it to be that way and the mental agitation begins to occur around that favourite body so there's splitting and it can get to the point when uh, you know what happens is that the, the I am just even um, leaves the body Leaves the body as a reality and just thinks it. So it's quite separate from it. Even though it's saying, oh yes, I have a body, but the body is, you're not really feeling it very much. It's just conceiving it. It's held as a concept, as a memory, as an idea. And this is also not unusual. Most people would have a, you know, a real body that you could photograph and have a perceived body, which is, I am short, I'm small, I'm stout, I'm this, that, the other, uh, and then I don't like it very much, or I need to up something or the other. Or, you know, so this is a notion body. Mm-hmm. I have an impression that something wrong with it, probably. When it's just, it is what it is. So there, there we have a notional body. And so that's, that's, that's split from the actual thing. The actual thing is what it is, and there's a split which is my opinion, my notion, my shadow impression of it. And also an impression of what it should be, or what it would be, or what it could be, when I would feel really comfortable with that. So you get these kind of splitting off, and that's identification, splits things, grasping splits things. It seemed to be that grasping would unify things, but it doesn't. It splits things. Because the action of, of grasping creates a contraction that divides the knowing from the known. Yeah. And then the knower spins off into views, opinions, imaginations, and even, yeah. that's what happens.
and its splitting process can continue because then we very much probably identify with the thoughts or get to, uh, attached to the, the thought process, the perceptual process. The, and I know uh, there are these thoughts happening, then I'm thinking a lot. You know, I think about this, about the other, maybe this will, if I remember this, get there. So again, the I am splits off from the experience. And then maybe we try to stop the experience. Don't like this thinking process. Stop it. Well, who, who's that? Where does, where does she live? <laughs> she's not in the body. She's not in the thought. Where is she? She doesn't like the thought. So where is she? If, she's, she's, if she was the thought, she would neither like it nor dislike it. You'd just be it. Right? So it's split from experience that it's having a problem with. And it continues to develop that relationship of dissonance with, with experience. Right, dissonance with distinct dislike, or dissonance meaning, you know, um, you know you, you're sort of separate from it and you're wanting to make more out of it, increase it. You can't let it be as it is, you can't let it move at its own rate. You can't let it exist without adding something to it. So this, that's the split process, and it keeps splitting and splitting and splitting um, as grasping occurs. So it can, you know, split from emotions. Don't like my emotions. I should have, shouldn't have these. I should have these because I like to feel calm and comfortable and easy and cheerful. But actually. Well, <laughs> that's one aspect of the emotional realm, <laughs> and there are other aspects which occur when you get annoyed, irritated, disappointed. There's going to be some sort of something like that. Yeah, that's what happens. It's supposed to happen that way. Yeah, now, ideally, if we just feel that sense of unpleasant feeling, you know, we're not feeling safe. There's a resonance in the body, and we what's happening? Felt that, got that, checked it, went <coughs> into it. You know, so the body had the intelligence to sense and then to also to check out and then you know, let that energy run through. But uh, it can be the case that that, that somatic system is, isn't very attuned, or we don't listen to it, or it's not allowed to operate. Because instead of having an unpleasant feeling and feeling an unpleasant feeling, or having a difficult emotion, fear, aversion, and feeling it, we have the f- emotion starts and then, oh, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> or get over it, or do something else, or don't feel it. So then you get the this split occurs. Upadana, uh, clinging to that, means instead of being with it, being with is different, because being with is just being with. It's not that there's somebody being with it, it's just, it's, a, it's almost a compound word. I'm um, coining, because it's not, I am with it, there is a being with, which means that the experience has a quality of being, a presence with that, an openness to that, awareness of that is what it is. It doesn't have a doesn't doesn't split. It doesn't have an opinion about it. 
it doesn't have a motive about it. It doesn't want it to happen or not want it to happen. It's just being with it. And that's a very different experience from clinging. So being with the body is just, you know, well, okay, there's several bodies, really. They're changing all the time, being with four. Not just one. It's not just a visual thing, but it could be the perceptual body that, okay, I have that perception of my body is like this. Oh, how is that? Where being with that could be the visual thing. You look in the mirror and you see that thing. Mm-hmm. It's the way of it is a form. <coughs> form. Not a person in form. Because that's what it is. That's what you're looking at. Right? You're not looking at a person, are you? Looking at form. Right? So, that's just... It's true, isn't it? <laughs> and everything else is what we add to it. You can call it a person, except, you know, if you close your eyes, it's not there, the person's still there, or well, the sense of being somebody's still there, so that isn't a person. You can, we can make it into a person, it's a form. So that's being with, it's just being plain about it, being truthful about it. But it's also, um, because it's a chitta experience, a chitta heart awareness, it's not so much um, uh, about object description, it's about subjective presence. It, it always carries a sense of, ah, oh, it's felt, it's felt. Oh. So, you know, when being with the body, oh, it's like that. So we see, we see the visual form and then maybe there's that shiver of recognition. <coughs> oh yeah, there's that. And it could be, oh, there's a sense of not liking. Uh-huh. There's a sense of um, whatever. You know, it's because it's, it's, it's sensitive, it's listening in. That's the, that could say is a deep listening process. We listen into echoes and resonances and perception. No, clinging doesn't do that. Clinging has a, immediately adds up. Here's my body. Oh dear, my hair's looking a mess. Oh dear, another wrinkle. Oh dear, <laughs> getting older. It'll probably be falling apart in a couple of years' time. Boom, 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 boom. Add it up, you know. <laughs> Does that, doesn't it? Or oh my goodness, what do people think of me looking like this, you know, or oh, I used to look better than this, or lost weight, or gained weight, or whatever, those kind of start ricocheting through. And clinging. And it splits off into this agitated process, it splits off from that. Yeah, whereas uh, being with isn't is, 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 got that speed to it. It doesn't have that immediate... You know, this is this, this is this, this is this. It's just, uh-huh. first of all, perhaps nothing much. Just, mm. Mm. So it could be likened to a listening sense. How is that? Mm. 
a sense of, when we see that form, a sense of strange loneliness. Let's see. So it does connect to a mental, a mood tone. It does give us the mood tone, rather than a set of reactions. Often a mood tone that is um, perhaps subtle at first, not an immediate conclusion, not an assumption, not a decision, not a judgment, but a, a kind of like a, a resonance that occurs with that. Or it could be a sense of, sometimes you see this thing, Oh, it's really, it's quite beautiful, really. In its own way, it's like watching, looking at some old gnarled tree. I've never seen a tree that didn't look beautiful. Right? Doesn't matter what they look like, really. I mean, if there's another tree, I'd probably have an opinion about it. <laughs> 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 yeah, that hazel's really ugly. <laughs> Look at her, when she's holding her leaves, disgusting. <laughs> But since I'm not, they all look, wow, look at that, because they're just what they are. And, uh, you know, strangely enough, this may sound curious, but the more, I, more I'm just being with bodies, I think they all look beautiful <laughs> in their own way. <coughs> and so, oh, look at that. Yeah. Everything has its own suchness, there's nothing else like it. So they have a certain kind of resonance to them. Of, of, that's a whole story, there's a whole, you know, stories in that, in that form. There's, all, there's things that can say, you know, I always find them beautiful in that way. You know? My one's a bit of a challenge, you must admit. <laughs> I don't know, if I don't look at it, good gracious. <laughs> I don't. I find it difficult to believe it's me. I don't. I don't feel like that. <laughs> That's what I, my goodness, people must be really. It's quite frightening. It's an angular and bony. Dear, there it is. You know. <laughs> so just being with it, you can kind of. The tones can shift as well, they don't have to be permanent, there's a shift in tonality to, that you're listening to. Because it's all, it's all changeable, subtle, impermanent. These aren't concrete facts, they're just resonances that you, just look at your face in a mirror for five minutes. You know, just open-eyed looking at it. Who's that? You know, first you think, oh dear. <laughs> looking at it. What is that? What is that image in the mirror, in the glass? Until it becomes almost mysterious, just what it is. Then you're being with it rather than... Rather, there's no real... don't do anything about it actually. Don't know. There's no question about it, it just is what it is. So that's being with it. it, it, it it gives a lot of space and allows things to be have a continual resonant, subtle, changing quality to them. And the resonances you know, can change and shift, and it really t- telling you a lot about chitta's the quality of chitta that is always, you know, resonant, subtly moving, shifting, and 
or have these tonalities to it. It's very different from from identification, being with a completely different experiences. Thus the body is a visual thing, there's a notion. Being with a notion of it, again, you just pause around that, you know, how, what is, when you experience it, or you, you have a sense of this could be seen, you know, so that's often where the notion comes in, this is something that could be seen, and then we'll get that, oh, what was that, so, then you might read that, oh, there's the notion of self, there's the experience of self-consciousness, so, you know, uh, wanting to present something, or wanting to run away, or whatever, or, oh, being with that. That's a perception, being with that. And what does it tell you? Oh, probably something about suffering. Because the notional body is, is you know, uh, is suffering. So, but then resonating with that brings up the chitta's potential for, for compassion, or it comes from the chitta sense of uh, avoiding, noticing the potential for harming, wounding, and no. So, no. Okay. that's more more identification, more splitting off. So being with will always bring up something within the shiva and uh, the chitta's nature is naturally say empathic, compassionate, open, allowing, something like that. Whereas the upadana nature is never like that, really. So even when, you know, identification, even with Upadana, there's a sense of, you know, clinging to make it better. It's still not really allowing it to be as it is. You still want to put some something onto it to change it to something else. So somatic resonance can take us into these mental tones, remind us of because we're being with it, and particularly, say, that there's a visual form, there's the somatic impressions, which are actually much more um, relevant for our overall state of being. When we feel, you know, tense, tight, groundless, spinning, you know, the, these somatic senses, or we feel kind of unsettled, edgy on our toes, um, Unsettled, not not restful. Mm. Um, being with that, being with the somatic experience, and generally the theme with that is you want to kind of get the whole thing, including because somatic sense includes the body, also the space around around the body, getting all, all of that. So all these elements, space. Earth, air, fire, water, and all the mixtures of that. Now it's moving and changing. And being with it. 
as it is. It leads into can and can lead into a process of of inquiry whereby you know you, you can start to how is this um, and if it's not settled or comfortable or at ease then you if it's somatically not at ease you certainly your, your heart and mind aren't going to settle down absolutely not can't do that so. The um, the possibility of it, which I personally find quite fruitful, is that we get right to these, these the the source of emotions and agitation, rather than all the byproducts of of um, events and stories, past, present, other people, what I am, what I'm not. But just into feeling disturbed, and then where's that feeling? Pressurized, and where's that feeling? Shut, and where's that? So, so you, you can track some of these. Um, the roots of a lot of mental behaviour can be tracked in terms of these somatic experiences. So it could be tension in the belly, um, the throat, the face, shoulders, chest, you know, or unbalanced a lot of the left side and the right side, and so, the whole thing. Um, resonating with it. It's like this. But being with that, that's their first reference point. And it takes a little while. It's not something you just flash onto. Because the default, the most immediate thing, is upadana. It's clinging to, which means, oh, it's a problem, how can I change it to something else? This is a difficult piece. What's the problem here? Why is it called? What's causing that? Um, this feels uncomfortable. Uh, what am I doing wrong? Uh, you know, that's this is quite quick. Whereas being with is not quick. It's it's, it's almost like the, the process of inquiry is. Well, tell me more. Any more till it till it hasn't got any more. <laughs> so you're almost like bring it on, <laughs> and and the, the, the emotions on the things you want to say some more. It's kind of felt tangled or messy or whatever. You think you've got it? So is there anything more? More, more, more. Because you want to get all of it. And what is the overall characteristic? So, on the process of inquiry is to, is you, you particularly when you're coming from your mental state where you've got lots of things happening, and things are going wrong, you don't like this, and you don't like that, and this is bothering me, and da 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 Let's just prune that down to, you know, what don't like is the word. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we can forget the details because that, that's, that's the germ, that's the seed of it. So that process, don't like uh, aversion. And just to recognize these are potentials in our karmic field. So if we recognize the mind is, is something like a, 
a vast field of potentials, like something almost like a magnetic field with various energies rotate, moving through it. And some of these are pleasant, skillful, unskillful, negative, and there's all this stuff in the field. And at a certain point, something happens that potentizes a particular set of activities, and we get, all oh, right, there's more oh, irritation. So once I'm irritated, oh, I don't like him, I don't like her, I don't like that. And we find that starts to proliferate. That's the splitting proliferation process. And then, oh dear, I've got a lot of ill will, what should I do about that? <laughs> um, well, try to be kind. And so, you know, that's upadana. Even though it sounds good, it maybe is good, but the kindness you can produce is, is produced by the self, it's not coming from the chitta. It's, it's pharmaceutical. <laughs> rather, than, rather than coming out of the ground, it's 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 something that, you know, and because the, the label on the bottle is exactly the same, kindness. Because <laughs> 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 oh, it's, it, it's quicker to go to that one because it's you know kindness in the shelf. The real thing, don't feel kind yet. <laughs> <laughs> Feel hate everything at the moment, so uh, it hasn't arrived yet. Maybe it will come, but we'll see. <laughs> so there's that always with being with. You just we'll just see. You know, and that, that's quite a lot of uh, you know, just because the act of kindness really is tell me more. That's the act. That's the kindness. It begins with that. And so you might feel where is that more in the body if I've got tension in my, in my abdomen, anything else, what's happening in my legs, or my chest, or my arms, or my fingers, or my skin, you know, the space around me, how is that, do I feel narrow and short, small, squashed, so you just check out the whole bodily embodiment field, which is not purely the physical form, by any means, it's the consciousness, the body that senses body, and the consciousness and senses body always has the space around the body because it's in that we get the inference of how this body is seen and that's part of embodiment so it's very much it's not in your body your body is in it if you see what I mean in a consciousness that's conscious of body in various ways so you want to kind of get the whole of it particularly the bit that you forget which is, you know, the space around. Uh, it doesn't necessarily do anything or say anything, we just, what you want to do is really widen the whole field of, of embodiment, to get the whole thing and then, you know, rather than come up with a solution of any kind, the first part of that inquiry is just to, is just to strengthen and fulfill the mandate and the requirement of being with. And it's not an immediate thing. Because the default is, well, I've been this way for a good minute, what about changing it? That's <laughs> 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 the Upadana again. You know, it's the, why is it like this? I wasn't like this yesterday. Must be him, must be her, must be the food. You know, so maybe, but the process of doing that is is that kind of 
lightning reaction one should be mistrustful of. It's upadana, in the splitting off of, you know, the person who, who has an idea about it. Who's that? You know, if she had no idea about it, how come she's stuck with it? <laughs> Clearly she doesn't have an idea. She has ideas about it, she's got no solution to it, otherwise she wouldn't have it. So, well, forget her. <laughs> you know? So, when we recognize her impotence, that's part of being with, it's also recognizing the impotence of me to change anything. So, that doesn't mean it's the end of the story, but that's definitely a big unplug of the split, of the separation. Okay, being with this period, winding over here. And uh, at a certain point of that resonance, you may even get, it may start to change in itself under the influence of that. Finally, somebody isn't trying to fix me or make me different. It may start to move by itself. You change into something else, you know. It may change from feeling hatred into feeling sad. It's, it's interesting how these tonalities start to shift. Certainly, you know, there was something problematic, but our sense of prickling against it might turn into just feeling really, <sighs> you know. A different quality, and the energy is changing, isn't it? It comes down, perhaps it comes down to a place where the sadness, the impotence turns into a tenderness. And, you know, and then something else starts happening. This process of inquiry may be slightly misleading because it sounds quite intellectual, but it's more like a travelling, travelling through the somatic field, resonating with the somatic presence, somatic field, resonating with it, just picking up the, the being with and, and following the uh, <coughs> senses, the felt senses in that. Deep listening can be also a helpful way of um, entering this because generally we tend to treat the mind as if it's an eye, an eyeball. You can see things. So you you can watch your emotions. I, don't, I can't see where they <laughs> because what's because it's a, it's our we don't it's our dominant faculty our dominant sense organ is the eyes the visual the eyeball so we take that as the metaphor for understanding seeing things so language does that but see what seeing does is it it definitely it's seeing always distances me from what I'm seeing so it's a distancer and it's pretty good at sharp outlines, but seeing has no feeling associated with it. It's very it's okay for object definition, but pretty poor on subjective resonance. Okay. It's great for measuring things, you know, feet and inches. 
but it's not it's not any good for feeling things. Listening is a different sense, it's much wider field. Visual field tends to be quite narrow because we always look for sharp objects, so it's quite a narrow field. Everything outside of about you know nine inches is a blur. Right, different degrees of blur, so you have to keep shifting that around. Hearing is very all round you, so it's much wider field. And that um, that width, that breadth, is a helpful asset because you begin to detect subtler qualities that are peripheral, seemingly peripheral to the mind, that you wouldn't get by seeing. They're kind of half echoes, then suggestions, and emotions are normally much more uh, in that experience. Um, the other um, term w- which we can use for for um, you know, we inquire into inquiring into things is to is a tactile sense handling it, so which is very direct. It's in, it's a kind of uh huh uh huh feels like got this quality feels hard feels soft feels vibrant feels prickly feels uh huh then when you feel something when you touch something it touches you so you get quite an immediate sense of you know oops but then also touch is a very very soothing medium. Just, uh, just to, can be anyway. Just almost placing your awareness on something, with that, as if you're just resting your hand in it, reading a pox. How is that? You're spreading, spreading a very large hand over part part of your body. Just how is that? Like you're listening to a pox through your through your fingers, through your hands. How is that? And it, again, it encourages that. The, the somatic sense is to to speak up and not be withheld. And this is very can be very helpful with um, stuck emotional states. As I was saying the other day, which the default is, you know, and we name it. We give it a word like restless or um, depressed. So we get a word concept place it on that think we know it. Then depressed, upset, immediately shouldn't be. Wrong. Shouldn't don't want to be. Wrong. How do I stop being like this? Boom boom boom. There's it there's it again, you know. I am this. I don't want to be like this. How what should I do to stop me being like this? Well there's so much I in that. And that's that's super done. That's the telltale sign of it. So perhaps we don't even use a word like that. We just say feels hard, feels big, feels tight, feels cold, feels bubbly, feels squirmy, feels sinking, feels low in my guts. Then you, you know, then you avoid that conceptual trap. And it's just what it is. Maybe it's some mysterious thing working its way out, I don't know. Really holding it all the time in the world. 
if you want to, like, someone listening to a pulse, put your hand on it and getting this is what I call primal primal sympathy the sympathy of placing your hand on something and listening to the pulse so that in a way your awareness is now picking up the resonance of that experience that's sympathy or empathy it's not going to, not set up to change it's just set up to get it more fully like you're listening to a pulse, get it more fully. And you're always saying, please, I'm going to get it more fully. So that in a way my awareness is now starting to resonate with that quality. Feeling, you know, annoyed, feeling, oh, it's helps more of that. So your awareness is really getting that. And then stuff can happen. Because there isn't a splitting off into what to do about it. There's just a sense of being with and the jitta as it is with that, resonating with that. And just even the feeling that comes from being with something is a relief from this agitation of trying to change it or speculate about it. It's a relief from that. So we start to experience something like a certain quality of a strange calm. Right? Oh, this is just sad. Very sad. It's, mm-hmm. Study it, know it. Know it. And you're doing that with that sense of sympathetic resonance, primal sympathy. You might, at a certain point when you're really getting it, just start to resonate the quality what what would it need? What would it need? Not what can I do about it, what does it want to do or need? It might want to move, might want to change it to something else. You don't know. You never know. You shouldn't know. You shouldn't preempt. You kind of then that, that's the that's the, the tremendous um, skill and the tremendous open you know, compassion or, or primal sympathy. Saying, you know, it's really giving a lot, chitta, giving the chitta completely to that. And the beauty of it is, I find, even with things that you just never understood. And some of them don't go into something wonderful, but you just feel settled in that, okay, I can be with this pattern. Because in a way it's no longer something that you're splitting off from and agitating around and, you know, you settle into it. And that quality of settling in goes both ways. From the chitta it starts to go into the body, somatically. Not because I'm trying to make it do so, because it just does. It's like if you, because that's the nature of that. Of that, when the sympathy is there, whatever's coming from one goes into the other. So if you that sense of that's okay with me, that's the way it is. That's fine. That's the way it is. 
then that's going in. And that's such a, a relief, particularly with um, you know, feelings that one really doesn't like at all. Oh. Because instead of the constant shutting off and hiving off and trying to gently hush it out the door with some pharmaceutical compassion, <laughs> which, it, which it immediately gets a, a whiff of and knows, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we really uh, practice that choices the openly. It's all right. These are all in the field. Everybody is, you know, sad, angry, depressed, annoyed, frightened. <laughs> It's all, it's all there. We all have, the words are very simple to understand, aren't they? Because we all experience them. They're in, they're in that field. And they're not necessarily something you, about you. They're just in the field. You know? You're in the field. Mm-hmm. Picking up. Mm. Going to, you know, in London going to a railway station, everybody's rushing around, I can feel a sense of panic. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> not rushing around, but I can still feel this energy of panic. You know, then I start feeling a bit jumpy and just wait, what's happening? It's just panic. Blind panic. People don't even know where they are. And instead of me panicking, I just feel kind of sad, really. So these are what we call field effects. Rather, a person. These field effects, because these um, field effects are not necessarily generated by this particular moment now. There can be long there can be field effects from memory, from past experiences. Can we still be resonating in, in, in that field? Yeah. And as we process that, we start to inquire into the, some of those you, you may even get some recollection of you know, an event from many years ago, it just spontaneously pops up. Well, that's part of it. That's all part of it. Who's that? Get to know it. Get to know it. Get to know her. With a mind of sympathy. But on the other hand, if uh, everything's feeling good, <laughs> then, you, then you generally with somatic resonance, if your body's feeling settled and calm, you tune into that, you start to feel really happy, and quiet, contented, and, and your mind releases itself from distractedness or uh, splitting off, it just unifies. So that's, that's the samadhi process. Uh, 
it's not you wedge your mind into a corner and shut it up, get concentrated. <laughs> but uh, through that processing in the body, through breathing and out, and feeling the bright vitality and the body is open and clear, and you get that sense and your chitta picks that up and is holding that, then the quality of that bright vitality resonates in the chitta and the chitta resonates back with, with happiness. And the two start to blend when you have a, a, a state or an entry into an experience where things are very settled and firm, but they're not gripped. They're not, they're not upadhanad. You know, they're not held. They're actually, they hold themselves and you feel held in them in a, in a pleasant way. And you feel lifted and easeful. You know. So it can, you know, it's, it's uh, somatic processes definitely cross the mind-body parent boundary. Uh, they can indicate to us pretty much where Upadana is taking over because you can definitely feel it, you can detect the signs and you can also recognize, you know, when there's somebody separate from the, the body, that's a bear, you know, who's even in good intentions, trying to make it better than their Zupadana. This is just not kind of like, oh, you naughty person for clinging. No, it's not like some evil, it's just that that's what happens. So they recognize that, oh, what's needed to to come out? It doesn't have to be like that. Perhaps just to get much more direct into actually how it is, handling it, settling it, you know, ceasing the opinion about it, and then that Upadana can change into Sati mindfulness, where you're bearing something in mind without gripping it, identifying it. So, that's enough for today. Thank you. Hope some of that's useful.